The Theonauts, episode 71. The one where we do it because he told us so. The Theonauts Podcast. Christian news from around the globe. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. Explore the vast reaches of God's Word. Hello, all you Theosciples out there. How are we doing? I'm David Gaddy. I'm Jeremiah Orr. Together we are the, the Theonauts. Yes, siree. That's right. Oh, man. Had a magnificent meeting on Saturday. <laughs> it was a spirit-filled coming together of just, you know, I call it like a spirit symphony. Sure. Where all these things like... You didn't know it was happening, or you didn't know anything about it, and all of a sudden, everyone's on the same page. Everybody's Poof. okay. So this is in in relationship to our uh, our work in Haiti, right? So um, we had a board meeting with our uh, Footprints of Charity board, sure, and we invited some guests from um, New Beginnings Christian Fellowship out of Florida, um, and. So is that a church? I I think it's a I think so. Uh, it, it may be a nonprofit, just a charity. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I I, I huh. think that they are a, a an actual church. Okay. So there is a um, there. You know, we're working in Lagunov, right? And we found that this is the you know water poorest place on one of the wa- most water poor places on the planet. Right. So we had this thing in mind of putting water there. Well, we've been talking with these people <clears throat> yeah. off and on because that's, they're wanting to do that too. And here's one of the things um, I've just been talking about how there's no such thing as coincidence, that it's providence, that certain Amen. certain things yeah. like this happen. So it just comes to find out that this group, when they go over to Lagunov, they're not even five miles away from where we were working. Right. Like it is a walking distance yeah. from, from each other. And... Uh, Started looking at everything they're doing there, and they're trying to—they're trying to drill a well in that area that that they're in, and so um, we're hoping to to uh, you know do the same. Right. And so uh, the thing is, we don't have a, a, a well drilling rig and all this. Well, we got a donation a few months ago, and I was talking to the guy who was wanting to give the donation, and he says if. I'm wanting to give it to to help somebody, and I told him about the water thing in um, in in Lagunov. Yeah, and his response was, "That's perfect. That's exactly what uh, I'd like you, for the money to go to." Yeah. So he gave us uh, this amount of money. We earmarked exactly fifteen thousand dollars to go toward the project. Wow. Okay. We start talking with these guys Saturday, and it comes to find out that. Um, they are looking at a rig that they can purchase, but they don't have enough funds to purchase it, get it over to Haiti, and do all the things, gas and everything that it takes to to get it done. Right. 
Uh, like get it to log off, get it unloaded, right. get it set up. So we ask them, okay, how much is the are the people asking for the rig? Fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> so, You're kidding me. <laughs> no, man. So they're thinking, you know, they're thinking about what they're going to do to, um, to, to, in order to make it all happen, right? And they have approximately about the same amount of money set aside that they can use. So, and it's going to take about 30,000 total by the time it's all yeah. said and done. And um, so anyway, wow. just one of those weird things, right? Well, then we had people there that were not necessarily part of the board, but they were visiting. And one of them's from Togo, Africa. And we start finding out that we have a mutual acquaintance with this guy from Togo, Africa. Yeah. Like, and little, the guy that yeah, we know, Savoy. We, we, the guy that we know <laughs> is from Ghana. Wow. <laughs> so it's like, yes, they're both in Africa, but Africa's a big place. Yeah, it's a huge continent. <laughs> so it's one of those other things. <clears throat> you know, right. It can't be coincidence. Then we find out that one of the guys that were that was visiting is one of our team members who goes over there to Loganoff. He's also gone to Togo, Africa on a dental mission trip. The dentist he went over there with turned out to be my son-in-law's neighbor. Of course, my son-in-law's at the meeting here too. Yeah, and we're like, wait a minute, you know him? Yes, we've went on, we've gone to Africa with him. Wow! It was just one thing after another. Yeah. It was almost like God was was basically saying, in case you missed it, here's your sign. <laughs> I'm knitting this together. I, I need you to do this. Yeah. So anyway, it was just amazing. That's awesome. So you're gonna get a well dug. Mm-hmm. In logging of God willing, yeah, Lord willing. Hopefully, um, the the plan is sometime around the first of the year, around wow. January. That's what we're hoping for. Praise and the then, uh, if all goes well, we'll be able to plan a second well sometime around March, which is which is our next planned wow. trip over there. So awesome! And tell the people how they can donate if they'd like yes. to help out, uh, because you know all of this stuff is it takes money. Yeah, it but does. but the thing is. Uh, Footprints of Charity is um, a 501c3. We don't have um, any salaries. Right. We don't have any real overhead except for, you know, nominal things. Right. So um, almost everything you give will go to this project or to whatever you want it to. I yeah. mean, you can specify when you give a donation. Well, besides this product, you a project, you feed... Uh, what is it? Fifty kids every week. Uh, one hundred and twenty. Sorry, one hundred and twenty yeah. kids every week. Uh, with, you know, with this money, you mm-hmm. take care of school supplies, uh, shoes, uh, feminine hygiene kits for for women yes. over there. This funds missions trips to get the gospel and, and, out. And there's two ways you can help uh, through uh, monetary help. You can um, you can sponsor a child. Uh, and what that does is all we we've put about sixty of the children that we have on record over there. We have them on our website. Right. You can sponsor one of them. It's twenty dollars a month. And what that does is we'll give you a contact information where you can send an email that goes to our contact over there, and he will make sure the child gets the sure. message. And they're teaching these children English, so it's also a good way to get them to write back to you right. to teach them English. So you're giving them also a, a, a way of, to make money later on, yes. which is you know to, to be a translator in English. Right. Great. So we have the Child Sponsorship Program. Sure. You can do that at footprintsofcharity.org. Also, you can on that same website, you can go to the donations page. You, you can give a one-time gift. 
Uh, you can earmark it either toward our Costa Rican work or toward our Haiti work. And I mean, it's, it's it, you are in control of where you want yeah, the help good. to go. Uh, either In either way, it's going to go toward the glory of God. We don't take any credit for any of this. We, we give him all the credit for it. It's a great way to uh, to give if you feel led and not worry about where the funds are going because you know that they're going to the people that are in need. So that's awesome. That's right. So besides that, how how uh, how'd your week go? Oh, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on that. That's good. That's good. Man, I had a great uh, week off, actually. Um, I had fall break Wednesday through Friday, so I got to chill and uh, hang out at the house and catch up on uh, my shows and no i'm joking i, I got all, all your stories yeah all my stories no and i got to uh i got to replace every doorknob pretty much in the house because buddy uh my dog is dumb well he's actually really smart and he knows how to open doors um but when he does that he's a big dog and he doesn't realize how big he is so he, when he bites down on it he crinkles the doorknobs, right? Wow. So, yeah. That is impressive. In fact, <sighs> yeah, it's crazy. In fact, there is no doorknob to my uh, garage door now because he's bitten down on it so hard enough times it just ripped right off of there. That's amazing. So, he's hardcore, this dog. <laughs> what it, kind of dog is he? He's half lab, half pit. Uh, okay. He's, uh, he's just so Oh my goodness. He's the biggest baby in the world and he has leaving anxiety. So if we're gone, he freaks out. He just can't handle it, you know? <laughs> so he does things like bites doorknobs and rips up blankets. Right. Anyways, so uh, you know, it's fun living with a dog like that. I'm reminded of how much God has grace for me. <laughs> Because I haven't killed this Great. dog yet. So, Great. anyways, but uh, yeah, so I got to replace all that and fix up a lot of uh, dents and dings in our house that teenage boys and girls have left over the years. Yeah. And so that's fun. Uh, cool. But yeah, it's been a great week, man. Awesome. Good. Good. Well, you know, uh, we are actually on a on a new video system here. Yes, that we, we are. Just employed. So, I look even better. If there's something that doesn't work right, have some grace with us because we're, right. <laughs> we're, we're playing around with it. Uh, but it is a better camera and it actually does all the streaming onto Ustream internally, like nice. through wireless. So you don't have to deal with it. Everything. That's yeah. Great. So hopefully, yeah. Keep hopefully streaming. it doesn't mess Michael up too much <laughs> on the other end of the poor guy. He, he's the one handling the, the back end of that right. processing, but he does so well. Yes. Yes. So, so, um, are we ready for some news? Yeah, do it. And now, the news. Well, on your next business trip, if you go stay at the Hyatt and uh, you feel the urge to disobey God, you're not going to be able to anymore. Um, the Hyatt hotels uh, have decided to block porn from in-room entertainment. What? Yes. Can you believe that? <laughs> Time to go stay at the Holiday Inn. I have a right. (laughs) So wrong. (laughs) 
It says, uh, this is from uh, Christian Post. It says, a major hotel chain has announced they will be phasing out on-demand pornographic films from their available in-room entertainment. Hyatt Hotel Corporation released a statement on Wednesday noting that in-room programming choices are just one part of the guest experience Hyatt is constantly evaluating. As part of that process, Hyatt has made the decision to stop offering adult entertainment video on demand at any Hyatt hotel. The anti-pornography uh, group, the National Center for Sexual Exploitation, applauded the corporation's decision to remove the graphic content from the room. So good job, Hyatt. Yes, good job. That's awesome. That is good. I don't know if you heard, but last week uh, Playboy came out with a statement. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how, how, how much longer they are on this earth. Right. That's true. <laughs> Playboy, the... Uh, uh, infamous uh, adult uh, men's magazine mm-hmm. um, has come out saying that they will not show nudity as part of their um, magazine's repertoire anymore, um, which is really interesting uh, that they're doing this. But and, and a lot of people are going, well, that's a good thing. But their answer as to why they're not anymore is pretty shocking. They said, you're pretty much, and this is a quote, they say, well... Today, you're one click away from any ludicrous sex act you want to see. So, to show uh, naked females is passe, is what they said Okay. at this point. So, uh, it's pretty interesting. They're they're going in another direction. I can't help but wonder, is this because, uh, you know, men aren't going to magazines anymore for their pornography? So, Playboy's... Yeah, that's that's one of the things I'm thinking of, you know, this whole... How long are they going to be right? Because I'm sorry, but the whole I just read the magazine for the articles thing, (laughs) it's not flying with me. That's right. And so, you know, and I imagine that their profits have severely dropped since, you know, the invention of of uh, um, the internet and of Digital course media. yeah and they branched out you know they they do videos and all that stuff i guess so mm-hmm. um but they're you know they're stopping it in their magazine so it's pretty interesting and i just applaud anybody that uh shows with pornography go back and listen to uh, our theonauts on that was a long time ago yeah it was about a year ago yeah a it, was, more. it was a year ago but what we talked about still rings true the reality that you know it's a it's a sex slave industry and mm-hmm. people don't realize that right. and uh, those women are hurting it's not a fun thing for them they're not enjoying those acts right and so no uh, matter what they say in the interviews that's right so you know I applaud Hyatt it's not until they come out of the industry and start doing interviews do you start really learning right uh, because then they start becoming honest about it exactly exactly so, so but it's right. their livelihood up until then you can't be overly honest about it that's true. <laughs> oh yeah, I love it. It's great. Okay. Anyways, uh, also in the news, this is from Discovery.com. Uh, the oldest draft of the King James Bible has been discovered. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Uh, according to Discovery, the King James Bible, the most widely read book uh, in the English language, from which phrases like "a man after his own heart" emerged is as storied as it is elusive. Now a historian claims to have found the oldest known draft of the Christian text written in a messy man, uh, messy script in an obscure archive at the University of Cambridge. Uh, the manuscript was hidden among the papers of Samuel Ward, one of the men commissioned by King James to translate a new version of the Christian wow. text into English in the early 17th century. So, um, 
I guess the, this is actually this is hit headline news across the country because it's kind of a big deal. Uh, Jeffrey Miller, an assistant professor of English at Montclair State University in New Jersey, chanced upon the 400-year-old notebook while doing research on Ward and for an essay he's writing. <clears throat> the eureka moment came when Miller realized that the notebook contained text from the very book that Ward had been commissioned to help translate. Miller recalled thinking, oh my gosh, he's talking about the, a book that he's been asked to help translate, he said. Then I realized, rather, he was creating the King James Bible in that moment. Wow. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. Anyway, so uh, yeah, they've uh, they've unearthed the oldest draft of the King Jimmy Bible, the only inspired version, the authorized version. That's right, the uh, the authorized version, sixteen eleven, mind you. Yes, not that old English junk. Okay, anyways, <laughs> <clears throat> and a new study has come out from Lifeway talking about depressed ministers. Oh, that's so depressing. Oh, those miserable sons. <laughs> That's right. And actually, uh, this study has come out to kind of debunk what a lot of people have been saying, that um, that most people quit the ministry, you know, by the time they're, you know, 10 years into it or whatever. Right. Have you heard that statistics like 75% or something like that all over the internet hmm. of pastors quit the ministry because they get disgruntled and whatnot? I haven't heard the actual number, but yeah, I've heard that. Like I've... two-thirds and something like that. Right. It's crazy. Uh the truth is 44% uh, of, of pastors say, I was a senior pastor then and I still hold that position, while 56% um, of ex-pastors say the senior pastor is no longer serves at the church. So basically it's split right down the middle, middle about half and half. Hmm. Stay, half don't. Um, wow. Said... I can understand it. Yeah, I can too. <laughs> it says, though pastors are stressed about money and overwhelmingly overwhelming ministry demands, only 1% abandon the pulpit each year, Lifeway Research finds. In a first-of-its-kind study, Lifeway Research surveyed 1,500 pastors of evangelical and historically black churches and found an estimated 13% of senior pastors in 2005 had left the pastorate 10 years later for reasons other than death or retirement. So 13%. Not bad at all. Mm. Pastors are not leaving the ministry in droves, said Scott uh, McConnell, Lifeway Research Vice President. Still, pastors say the role can be tough. 84% say that they're called, they're on call 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. 80% expect uh, conflict in their church. 54% find the role of pastors frequently overwhelming. 53% are often concerned about the family's financial security. 48% often feel the demands of ministry are more than they can handle. And 21% say their church has unrealistic expectations for them. This is a brutal job, McConnell said. The problem isn't that pastors are quitting. The problem is that pastors have a challenging work environment. So uh, this being Pastoral Appreciation Month, I don't know if you knew that, October is Pastoral Appreciation Month. Oh, Send a letter is, to your pastor. Give him a hug. Is that, uh, is that any correlation to it being Season of the Witch or anything like that? Something like that. <laughs> Something, yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> no, give your pastor a hug. Give him, give him, you know, send him a little card with uh, ten bucks, and just tell him you love him because chances are they need to hear it. Uh, as a pastor myself, I totally get this. 
Um, anyways, so, and then one other thing, I think I'm going to add this to, uh, to our repertoire, uh, and call it this week in church history. Oh, well, we need, we need a little doofloachy for it. We do. We'll, we'll don't d- let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that would work. Okay. That, okay. How about this one? If you're tired of starting over, stop giving up. <laughs> <laughs> that one might work. You know, it kind of fits with uh, with this day in church history. Hey, it does, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. Go ahead. Today, Charles Spurgeon, at the age of 22, almost quit preaching. Wow. Yeah, at the age of, age 22, of 22, 22. Wow, that was young. Yeah, he would have he would have lost his whole mystery. It's an amazing story. I'm going to read this real quick. This is from Desiring God. At the age of 22, Charles Spurgeon almost quit the ministry. He and his wife, Susanna, had been married less than one year. Their sons, Charles and Thomas, were infants. After three years in the big city, Spurgeon's ministry had solicited envy from his opponents, admiration from the evangelicals, and criticism from the press. Susanna often hid the morning paper uh, to prevent Charles from reading its headlines. Mm. The evening of October 19th, 1856, commenced a season of unusual suffering for Spurgeon. His popularity had forced the rental of the Survey Garden Music Hall to hold the 12,000 people congregating inside. Wow. By 22, he was preaching to 12,000. Yeah. I, that's why that's they call him the crazy. Prince of Preachers. Anyways, yeah. I, I'm, I, uh, I have a... A unique infinity for Charles Spurgeon. Not only do I look a lot like him, but I uh, I love the fact that, he, you know, the pre- Prince of Preachers. Anyways, yeah. so <laughs> it said 10,000 eager, eager listeners stood outside the building. 12,000 inside, 10,000 outside. Okay. It's the whole population of Sherman. <laughs> yeah. This is in London, okay? Uh, 10,000 eager listeners stood outside the building, scrambling to hear a sermon. The event constituted one of the largest crowds gathered to hear a nonconformist preacher, a throwback to the days of George Whitfield. A few minutes after 6 o'clock, someone in the audience shouted, Fire! And galleries, uh, the galleries are giving way. The place is falling. Pandemonium ensued as a balcony collapsed. Those trying to get into the building blocked the exit and those of those fighting to escape. Spurgeon attempted to quell the commotion, but to no avail. His text for the day was Proverbs 3.33, The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, a verse he would never preach again. An eyewitness recorded the cries and shrieks at this period were truly terrific. They pressed on, treading furiously over the dead and dying, tearing wow. frantically at each other. Spurgeon nearly lost consciousness. He was uh, rushed from the platform, taken home more dead than alive. After the crowd dissipated, seven corpses were lying on the grass. Twenty-eight people were seriously injured. A depression resulted from the disaster that left Spurgeon prostrate uh, for days. Even the sight of the Bible brought to me a flood of tears and utter distraction of mind. The newspaper added to his emotional deterioration. Mr. Spurgeon is a preacher who hurls damnation at the heads of sinful hearers, a ranting charlatan. By all accounts, it looked as if his ministry was over. It might well seem that the ministry, which promised to be so largely influential, Spurgeon said, was silenced forever. 
But what's crazy is God brought him out of that, and he wow. became yeah. Charles Spurgeon. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. But yeah, it would have happened. That is amazing. Yeah, twelve thousand people inside, ten thousand outside. Insane. Without a microphone. Some, yeah. <laughs> and some dude yelled fire. And some dude yelled fire. Genius, that guy. Oh wow. <sighs> Anyway, so uh, yeah, so praise the Lord that Spurgeon didn't quit because, um, you know, he was just an amazing theologian, Uh one of my heroes. Well, talking about new things on the Theonauts, Yes, let's talk about a new project that we're working on. Yes, let's do it. This is, is, we are super excited about this, listeners. And we want you to, to take part in this like as much as, as possible. Um, we preach on this show a lot about um, transparency, confessing one to another, praying for one another, uh, especially if you are in church uh, ministry or if you are in a place where you just feel like you can't be honest with with your fellow Christians about right. sin, the, the sins that you struggle with, and all this, because you can't, you don't need to fight this stuff alone. Whether it's depression or pornography or or pride or or, or anything right. that that is dragging us down, we need to pray for one another. Amen. And you know, James five tells us there that. To do this, to pray for one another, confess your faults one to another. Uh, the prayer of a righteous man availeth a lot. Yeah, so right. um, here's what we're doing: we started we we started a website, uh, and it's called uh, the Anonymous. The Anonymous. So, uh, and and the whole concept is this: uh, the website allows you to do three things. You can create a prayer request. That prayer request. Uh, each prayer request you create, you don't have to. You don't have to be a member or anything like that. You don't have to sign up to do this. You just simply type in. You can type in your name if you want. Uh, you can type in a pseudo name if you want. Right. Uh, which I would suggest because that way, when people do pray for you, they have a name to give you. Right. Uh, or you can just click the little button that says "I'm anonymous." Right. Okay, and then it won't. It won't even. It'll just say "posted by anonymous." You put in your email address, and then you confess your sin. Or if you want uh, prayers for something else, strength or, or anything you're struggling with, right. put your prayer request in and submit it. And what happens is it immediately goes on the front page in a list of, of things that need to be prayed for. Okay, so uh, that's the first thing that, that you can do. The second thing that you can do on the site is actually pray for people. Yes. So you come when you first come to the site, you will see a list of prayer requests, mostly, hopefully, being about sin struggles and things. That's what we want want to promote through this. Right. We want you guys to be praying for each other, and and this way, people can be praying all around the world for you. And what happens is, whenever you pray for somebody, when you read the request and you and you pray for them. There's a button on there that says, I prayed for you. Yeah. Click that. And when you do, what will happen is it will send an email, uh, well, one email a day, to the person who may, who requested the mail. And this is all anonymous. They don't know who you are. They're right. not sending you an email. It's coming from the site. You get an email saying how many people have prayed for you. So that will hopefully uplift you and yeah, let you know you. People, people are praying for you. Yeah. Uh, the third thing that you can do on the site is you can sign up to become 
a what we're going to call Theo Thursday Prayer Warriors. Yes. So what happens is every Thursday, everyone who is signed up as a prayer warrior will get an email with a list of the the most current things to pray for. And we're actually going to hand choose the ones we put in the, the newsletter. They're going to be the ones that we feel like are probably the ones that are most severe, the ones that touch us the most, or, or you know, initially it's just going to be the ones, the most recent ones. Right. So uh, you'll get a list of, of, of things to pray for every Thursday. And then what, we'll, what, what we want you to do is, I mean, you can just pray for them if that's all you want to do. But here's what we want to suggest to you. We've talked about fasting on the yes. show. <laughs> we want you to, to, to try this, dedicate yourself to this. On Thursdays, I will fast. So we're suggesting a normal fast from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Thursdays, all you take in is water. No, no, no food. And then we would suggest offering your prayer in the evening right. after the fast is concluded. So... That way, we are we are powerfully leaning on the Lord. Yes, for strength for one another and for our weaknesses. Right, and this is you know this is a very um, the Bible says confess your sins one to another. Right, mm-hmm. and this that's the point. It, there is a release that comes whenever you type out what you're struggling with, mm-hmm. and you hit that send button, and it, it's a release that comes and it says you know. I have people that are going to pray for me. I've confessed this. I've, I'm dealing with this, and uh, that's that's the number one step in the battle for sin. Yes. And so, uh, you know, I, I think this will be a great tool for you to use. Um, you know, a great add-on to help. Um, you know, the next step I believe would be getting a getting a um, accountability. Uh, partner in your life yes well well, and even get people you know like even if you want to do this collectively right get tell your church about this tell tell the people that that you know about the site so that you may be praying for one another not even knowing Knowing it it, yeah i mean but this is a stepping stone i mean hopefully we want to get you to the point to where Christians everywhere are praying for one another yeah. and confessing their and faults. And being real. And being transparent yeah. and letting people know, hey, look, yes, I'm a pastor or, or I'm a I'm a teacher or I'm this renowned guy in my group, but I have sin too and I I need help. Right. And so this is this is a way that that you can do that. I want as many people as as possible to sign up to be prayer warriors so that you dedicate yourself to praying for other people. Yeah. Now it may start out and no one sends anything. I don't know. <laughs> right. But we're getting on average, you know, a hundred, 200 or so listeners per episode here. Um, if, if you guys will all chip in and help make this thing grow, it can actually turn into something that I think would be very beneficial right. to a lot. Of, and, and what we can do is uh, if, as it goes along, we can even make a segment on the show right. where we actually pray for you. We actually, you know, read these requests, and and we will be the anonymous about it. We're not gonna we're not gonna embarrass you or anything like that. We but we will still pray for you. Right. And our goal, you know, our goal is is that you're you're uplifted, that you're prayed for, and that you know you you can come to terms and, and fight the sin, and that's the key. So. 
Yeah, I uh, I'm really excited. So the the website again is www.theonymous.com. Actually, no. Sorry. <laughs> what is it? The the website is uh, HTTP. You know, no no W's. No, no w's. w's. Are we out of W's now? Yes, I think we're about out of W's. But but there's no nobody, W's. Don't, nobody uses W's. Don't put any W's in here. Yeah, just, just forget the W's. Just type Sorry, in. Excuse me. Type in prayer. Dot Prayer.theonotspodcast.com. Yes. Prayer.theonotspodcast.com. Got it. And so <laughs> <laughs> that will take you through the... <laughs> forget what Jeremiah said. Yeah, forget, forget that, what I said. That will take you to the Theonotimus <laughs> website. Great, and, uh, and like we said, okay, what we're considering Theonotimus is, okay, you can be anonymous with no name, or you can give yourself a name. That's right. We're calling that Theonotimus. Theonymous. Where it's not quite anonymous, but it's not quite full disclosure either. It's theonymous. <laughs> You're just kind of theonymous. That's right. So God knows who you are. <laughs> so, Amen. And and uh, whenever we offer these prayers for you, right. He'll know who we're praying for. Exactly. And uh, so anyway, we we hope and pray that this turns out into something uh, that is going to be a benefit, right, to our to our listeners. There's no catch. No catch at all. No. It's <laughs> good. All right, ready? So send your check and money words. I'm joking. No catch. <laughs> For 1995 a month, flow shipping and handling. <laughs> okay. okay, so I'm going to start with this, this topic with some voicemail. My dear brothers, Theonauts, this is Michael from the Finding Christ in Cinema podcast, and I am instituting a brand new segment on the Theonauts, because just as Princess Leia knew that Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi was the only one that could help her in the cause against the Empire, I am pleading with y'all to help me, Theonauts, you're my only hope. This new segment is Ask the Theonauts, which shall commence right now. All right, in the upper room, another one of my very favorite passages, John reports in, uh, well, in his gospel, chapter 14, verse 15, that Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Now, assuming that he was speaking to everyone rather than just those disciples in that room, and the case could be made that he was, according to Matthew 28, 20, right? At the end of the Great Commission uh, command, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Well, what then are those commandments? Since by simple logic and deduction, quote, you will keep my commandments is, unquote, is the direct proof of, quote, if you love me, unquote. One immediately follows the other. So then, if I don't keep his commandments, I do not, indeed, then love him. But because I want to love him, I want to keep his commandments. You see how that all works? Well, being of an analytical mind, or in my case, more accurately, I like to follow the directions in order to arrive at the desired outcome. I don't <laughs> wing it on important things. And objectively speaking, the New Testament is, and Jeremiah, forgive me, the New Testament is terrible at giving a comprehensive list of directions, instructions, or <laughs> commands. The writers 
should have used some pointers from Moses, but perhaps they weren't familiar with them. So <laughs> that list, it does not exist in the New Testament anywhere. And because of that, I Googled it. Try it yourselves. Search commandments of Jesus and wonder at the results. On the very first page, I see, uh, what's this place called? Institute in Basic Life Principles. They have 49 commandments of Christ. Loveallpeople.org lists 38 commands of Christ. Well, actually, give or take dozens more on this page. Here's the doozy. BiblicalResearchReports.com has 684 <laughs> passages in which, and I quote, God instructs us in great detail what it means to be a Christian, how we should act, and what we should do, and what we should not do in various circumstances, unquote. So look at this. From 38 commandments all the way up to 684 commandments to obey if I love Jesus. Surely you can see why I'm concerned. So boil it down for me, please. What are the commandments of Jesus that I must obey? Because I want to love him. I appreciate your help on this. I, I look forward to you revealing this elusive list to me. Something so important must be listed in the inspired writings somewhere. I just can't find it. And I have to wonder if I'm the only one that is confused and concerned about just what exactly his commandments are. I don't know. Perhaps everyone else finds it simple. But between 38 and 684 is a mighty big spread. Thank you, brothers. Looking forward to your reply. Carry on. <laughs> I have an itching feeling that Michael is not as clueless as he acts. Yeah. <laughs> he feigns ignorance, doesn't he? <laughs> well, we enjoyed this voicemail so much, we're going to make this the topic of the show. That's right. <laughs> which is which is awesome. So, okay, problem <clears throat> solved. Uh the Old Testament period. See you later. Yeah. Leviticus. Next. Just read. Le yeah. Leviticus. Read, read Leviticus. The Levitical law. What's the, what's the, what's the, what's the question there, Michael? Yeah, but, I don't know what you're, so you know. Did you miss the one, you know, where uh, when a woman's on her time of the month, she has to leave the camp? <laughs> I'm still waiting for uh, that to happen. But that doesn't, doesn't happen, happen in my too house. Often. Me neither. <laughs> okay, anyways. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the question is what are these commandments? Okay, so we have. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna quote again. I hope Melody doesn't listen to this episode. No. Oh, she will. Okay, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> John 14 verse 15. I'm gonna read it in the in the in the old uh, King James version. The inspired version. The yeah, the authorized version. Okay, go ahead. If you love me, keep my commandments. Right. Because you know Jesus spoke with a British accent. Um, it wasn't Cagney. Yeah. <laughs> or Cockney, Cockney, Cagney. If you love me, <laughs> keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. <laughs> What's I, that? I, Ain't I, you ever seen a gent? <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyways. That's good. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. 
I'm seeing him with like a stove pipe and a <laughs> one of those top hats. Okay, so um, there are a lot more verses that are parallel to this that say the same time. Oh of yeah. Thing. Now, and granted, uh, as much as we're playing around with this, he, he brings up a great concern because if you just read it, if you are inclined to. Uh, trying to, to make sure you follow all the rules and get everything right, yeah. everything like this. And if you are obsessed with that, uh, this could be a daunting thing. Yeah. And and as you very well should be. And um, if you're of a literal mindset and you read everything literally. Mm-hmm. Then well, and I, and I think to some degree this is literal. Sure, absolutely. But, but the thing is, how encompassing is his statement? How And, and there is a... Um, um, you know, whenever you stop and, and, and think about the implications that, because he says things like um, um, in the same passage, you know, he, he talks about a friend that, you know, the, the uh, no greater love than someone has this, that he lays, he lays down, down his, his life, life for his friends. But then he says, right. you are my friends right. if you do whatsoever I commanded you. Yeah. <laughs> so in the same passage, he does, he keeps referring to, this uh, this caveat. Sure. So uh, to to just look at, at at a few other verses that say the same type of thing. He that hath my commandments. And I'm still in the King James because that's how um, a lot a lot of these have been read for years and years and years and years. Sure. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved by my Father, and I will love him and and will manifest myself to him. Uh, in John 14, verse 23, he's, uh, similar, Jesus answered and said to him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him. Um, and uh, verse 24, He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. Uh, verse or Chapter 15, verse 10, If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Uh, the one I just mentioned, John 15 and 14, ye are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Uh, Matthew 7, verse 24, Therefore, whosoever heareth these things of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man that built his house upon the rock. So um, I think a lot of this can be answered pretty simply um, by looking at the context. Yes. In which Jesus is talking. Context. Yes. Where's the echo? Context, tech, 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 Yes. Well, yeah. You and, need an echo, by the way. Well, but that I, is so true. Do. Well, so you, much of that. And, and, and just an, another little sidebar comment about context. Uh, it's real easy to say to somebody, hey, you're taking that out of context. <laughs> and I've used it a lot. I'm sure it's been leveled at me a lot. You've taken that verse out of context, blotty, blotty, blotty. Well, here's, here's my challenge to you. If you ever say that to somebody... Make sure you can tell them what the context is. is. Yep. Because if you say you've taken that out of context, I don't know what it means, but I don't think it means what you said it means. That holds no weight. Right. Um, the context is defined by the subject in hand, who's present, who's talking, who they're talking to, what the time frame in which this was written. The context even extends to the culture. It extends to all kinds of things that are happening. That's right. And so uh, you have to take all that stuff into consideration. Which, by the way, is why studying the culture, 
why studying who wrote who it was written to, why all that's important, not just taking Scripture by itself and going, well, this is what it says. We really need to study. I believe, I'm a firm believer in context, and but you're absolutely right. If you're going to say that, you better back it up. But, I mean, this goes all the way back to episode one of Theonauts, when we talked about eisegesis versus exegesis, right? And it's dangerous whenever you can pick and choose these little scriptures and pull them out of context and you can make them say whatever you want. Right. And a lot of people will say, we all I need is my Bible. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm with you there. Like you don't need anything but the Bible in order to be saved. You can find salvation right there. Amen. In the That's scriptures. right. But if you want a full expositional knowledge of what is being taught, it's not all uh, going to hinge on your salvation. Right. But it's going to give you a further understanding and a wiser uh, application yes. of the scriptures if you will learn what was going on in. And this is, goes back to something we've always said: the verses do us a, a disservice because even though it makes passages easy to find and memorize, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, it also allows us to read the Bible in little bitty bite-sized. Morsels, fun size. Instead of yeah. reading, instead of getting it as a meal, we're eating hors d'oeuvres, right? And um, and that's also why I believe pastors need to walk through scripture, not just preach topically. But that's a whole other thing. Right. So, anyways, go so ahead. here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read um, some of the context here, and I'm actually going to switch into a newer uh, a version, simply because we want to try to make what's happening as clear as possible. And if you're not uh, attuned to the old English, we want to make sure that you still understand exactly what's being said. So, are you going to my favorite version? Is your favorite version ESV? Yes. Well, then, yeah. Woohoo! All okay. right. So, I'm going to be reading from the ESV here, uh, John 14. I'm going to begin with verse 21. We're going to read through verse 31. Okay. So, uh, this is the context in this. He says, Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. And he who loves me, will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and he will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I'm still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say I'm going away, I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going to my Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as my Father has commanded me, so the, that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise and go from here. So, the thing I want to make mention of in this passage is it's a passage about love. Yeah. He is continually 
talking about love and what love does and how love responds and and uh, and about his love for the people, their love for him, his love for the Father, the Father's love for him, and how it is driving uh, everything that he is saying. In the next chapter, uh, chapter 15, I'm going to read a few verses there because you'll start to see there's a pattern happening here. <laughs> he says, as the Father, this is verse 9 of, of chapter 15, he says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant doesn't know what his master's doing. But I've called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I've made known to you. You did not choose me. I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, that you will love one another. <laughs> so whatever it is he's commanding us, why are we doing it? Why would we do it? Has he made it clear why we do anything? thing for him <laughs> i don't know it doesn't seem too clear to me there can you go over that again i think the answer here is love 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 yes okay yeah. so when you're thinking of t of things it's not a if this then that no yes you can pull one sentence out of here that makes <clears> it sound <throat> that way but what he's saying is love is the key Love is what I want from you. Love is what I'm commanding you. And when I command you to love people, you will do all these things that I've, I've ever taught you. Right. All these commandments <clears throat> that I've ever taught you, you will do because of love. Right. So love is the big key. Now, if you have it in mind that I'm going to keep his commandments, and my reason for this is I want a list like, like, uh, <laughs> like Michael said, give me a list. Give me enumerated. I want a checkbox by each one. Um, if, if that's the way you're looking at salvation, the way you're looking, you're not doing it out of love. You're They're, not doing it right. Right. You're messed up. Yeah. <laughs> you're messing it up. <laughs> the, uh, you don't keep commandments because you're afraid of going to hell. You don't keep commandments because you want to go to heaven. You don't even keep commandments in order to be a better Christian. You keep commandments because we love him. Right. Remember, he doesn't call us servants, but friends. He said that, just said that. Christianity is a close relationship with the very creator of the universe. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me just interject something here. It's very <clears throat> natural, natural for us to want a list. It's mm -hmm. very natural for us to want a, a rule book to say, these are the do's, these are the don'ts. Right. This is the, these are the rules of the game. This is how you play it. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna be a Christian, you're gonna do this, this, this. You're not gonna do this. You're not gonna do this. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do this. It's a natural thing for us to want a new law, quote unquote. Right. Okay. But the reality is, it's completely different than the law. 
Because it's motivation is what's the issue at hand. Exactly. It, it has everything to do with a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's completely different. So the reason we have Leviticus, the reason we have the Ten Commandments, the reason we have all those things was to show us that even if I did enumerate it, okay, he started out enumerating things with Adam and Eve, and he only gave them one. <laughs> there was just one checkbox. Right. Just one. Yeah. Didn't didn't keep it. That's right. He gave the he gave the Jews ten to yeah. keep. Did they keep those? No, no. They before Moses got down off the mountain, the very first commandment was broken. Right, and it was one of the most. You know, that's that's <laughs> the one. Right, yeah, I'm God. A, exactly. Worship me only. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like we can't do. We can't keep a checklist. We can't. So Jesus is not taking us back to. Moses on the mount, yeah. he is bringing us into this idea of, I want motivation from yeah. you. You're not my servants. Don't get it in your mind that I'm saying you're a servant and I need you to do this list of things before you go home. You are my friends. And yeah. as friends, I want you to act like friends. Love me. Love love people. And that totally makes sense, right? You know, whenever I became your friend, I uh, the first thing you did was you handed me a checklist. And you said, this is this is <laughs> what you want to stay my friend. If you're going to be my friend, you need to make sure and do those things and not do these things. And as soon as you do that, <laughs> when when you do that, then you'll be my friend. You yeah. Know, or we'll, we'll call it good. Right. When you were born, mm-hmm. you were born and then the very next thing that came with you was was a checklist. If you do these things, you'll be my son. If you don't do these things, you won't be my son anymore, right? <laughs> right. And that's exactly now what you have to maintain. Does that mean that fathers don't have commands for their children? <laughs> no, absolutely. But it doesn't change. It's a relationship. That's the point. Right. And because it's a relationship, because I love my father, I'm going to naturally do these things. Right, right. And as we grow, there is... The, a fear factor. Yeah, there's a fear factor. Is he ever? In this. Is he? Oh man, Dad's gonna kill me. He's gonna totally reject me. He's gonna kick me out of his house, right? But, but as a, we grow, yeah, that changes. You're right. It, a good, good father doesn't kick his kid out of the house. He doesn't. He doesn't do that, even though his kid screws up a million times. Yeah, we got the snake and the fish thing again. That's right. <laughs> so. That's that's the point. It's it's not about a checklist. It's not about keeping commandments. So let's even assume that it is for a second, because he does say this: keep my commandments. What's right. he talking about? What's he what's he referring to? Now he does say at one point in John fifteen, there he does say, "This is my commandment that you love one another." Yeah. As I, so that is definitely his commandment. His his commandment, and he's he's reiterating here when he says, "Keep my." It's almost like circular logic. Because he says, "If you love me, keep my commandments. My commandments to love." Right. And uh, but but you know, even whenever he was a, when he was addressed by the Pharisees, asking him pretty much the same questions of what commandments do you need to keep. I mean, I mean, okay. First off, think about the rich young ruler. Rich young ruler came to him and he said, "Rabbi or good master, how do I get to heaven? What do I need to do to be saved?" And Jesus gives him a checklist right, because he knows he the guy at heart. He's exactly. like, okay, here, you, you keep the commandments. You know what they are. Come on. I've done that. From my youth. Yeah, from my youth up. I've, I've always kept those. Yeah. And when Jesus turned that back around on him, it, was, it wasn't that, okay, well, let me add to your checklist, sell everything you've got. That, it wasn't one more item. It wasn't the 11th commandment to sell everything. 
what he was saying was, you have a, you have a, a broken heart. Your heart's not right. You need a, a heart transplant. You need some love, dude, because obviously you haven't kept all Ten Commandments, right. regardless of what you're telling me. Yeah. And the, the very fact that you would even claim that tells me you have a heart problem. And so he leads him, he knows where his weakness is and he takes him right to it. Right. And so it's the same way when, when these, these Pharisees, uh, are, they're, they're arguing with the Sadducees and, and whenever this lawyer sees what kind of, you know, uh, logic Jesus has, he comes to him in Matthew 22 verses 34 to 40. He says, it says, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is... I kind of keep hearing this British accent in my mind. <laughs> Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two commandments depend all the law and prophets. Right. So if there's ever any commandment that's ever been given, it's wrapped up in those two concepts. Right. Now you have to go back. You have to understand the the Jewishness of the statement. First off, this is the Shema, Mm -hmm. right? The greatest and first commandment. So this is the one they repeated. They wrote on little scrolls and kept on their foreheads. Right. They wrote it above the doorposts of their houses. This was the one that God wanted ingrained in their little heads. Right. Because when Jesus came around. And they they legalized it. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. because what the reason why they put it on their doorpost was because he said, "Let this be written on your doorpost." Right? They didn't get. And what he was meaning is, this is important. This, this is a big deal. Right? It's important. <laughs> when you walk through your home, you should be thinking about this. Right? But no, they physically, literally, <laughs> wrote it on their doorpost. Yeah. And or put it in the or little, bound it around their arms. Right. And put it in the little scroll box. Yes, yeah, so yeah. that you can kiss it on the way in. Exactly. And then they would say, "Bind this about your foreheads." Yeah. Well, what it meant was. As a front lip between your eyes, is talking about everywhere you go. You yeah, see, keep th- it in focus. You see this; it's everywhere you go. So what do they do? They put it in a little box, strapped it to their forehead. <laughs> it's so funny, but me. and and, and, funny. and it's funny, but but it's a legalization. We, we do the same the... types of things. Oh yeah, we do the same types of things. And and so uh, the the point is here is is that we are to love people. And man, I enumerated. I don't have 600 <laughs> listed. He has almost that many. But I've got a good number of commands listed. Oh, we, yeah. we are not going to go through all these. <laughs> we don't even have enough time to go through five. <laughs> we keep talking. But let's keep, you know. But what, what I want to do is just pull out a few sure. commands of Jesus right. that we might consider a command that Jesus gave somewhere throughout his ministry. And let's, and let's, see, um, let's see, for example... Does it tie to what we just said about loving God, loving people? Is, yeah. Is that really what it's all about? Uh, Matthew 4, verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay, so one of his commandments is for you to repent. Yeah. So why do you do that? To turn away from sin and to turn towards God. It's yes, loving God. Because you love God. That's right. So uh, what else we got? Uh, but I say unto you, 
Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Matthew 5, 44, 45. What is that? Love neighbors. Right, right. Right? And, okay, how about this one here? Matthew 5, 38 and 42, or 38 to 42 says, You have heard it that has been said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, but I say unto you that you resist not evil, but whoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, of course, I'm back in the King James, <laughs> turn to him the other also. And if a man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asketh thee. Twain. Twain. And from him that would borrow of thee, turn thou not away. So he's got all these, these commands about how to deal with people. Yeah. What's he talking about? Loving Love. them. Yep, loving If others. someone asks something for you, you give it to them and you give them more. Yep. If someone hits you, you don't hit them back. Right. This, these are acts of love. Yeah. When thou doest thine alms, <laughs> let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, and thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. When thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which is in secret shall reward you openly roared thee, sorry thee openly when thou fastest anoint thine head and wash thine face and thou appear not unto men to fast but unto the father who's in secret and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly what's he talking about there that's matthew 6 1 through 18 mm -hmm. loving god right right Yes. I mean, it's, it's like everything is tied to this. Um, Surprising. Verses that we hear over and over and over again, Matthew 7, verses, uh, the first three verses there, Judge not that you be not judged, for what judgment ye judge, it shall be ju you shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote in your brother's eye, hmm. mote being a speck, right. but considerest not the beam of wood that is in thine own eye? So once again, this is about loving, treating people how you want them to be, how you want to be treated. Loving people, loving people as much as you would love yourself. Yeah. Uh, show me the tribute money, and they brought him unto him a penny, and he saith unto them, Whose is this? In the image inscription, they said unto him, Caesar's. He saith, then saith he unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God. Loving God. Matthew 22, 19-21. Very pretty simple. Yeah. Um, go to those who offend you. Hmm. You know, he says, Moreover, if thy brother trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault before thee and him alone, and he shall hear thee. Thou, if, if he hears thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witness every word will be established. And if he neglect to hear thee, tell it to the under the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen and a publican. Okay, loving people, once again, yeah. you you love this guy. Go to him whenever he causes problems with you. Don't start <laughs> gossiping, which is an unloving thing. Don't start slandering, which is an unloving thing. Go to him. Right. I mean, these are all commandments of love. Feed the hungry, take in strangers, clothe the naked, visit the sick, visit prisoners. Uh, Matthew yeah. 25. I mean, that's obviously yes. loving others. 
Yeah, right? you you saw me naked. You didn't you didn't right. clothe me. You saw me thirsty. You didn't give me drink. You saw me. So he's he's giving this command here: feed the hungry people, take in strangers. Now this is not an enumerated list because it's like okay, so I I fed check. I fed my hungry guy check, <laughs> and I never even look at another hungry person for the rest of my life. Right. No, no. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> See, and it's. It's not a, it's not a, 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 I mean, whenever, whenever you start thinking in terms of, okay, how, what do I need to do to get into the father's love? And you've got a list of things to do. Some of this is inexhaustible. That's right. You could spend every single moment of every single day obeying these commandments and it's still not enough to earn you anything. That's right. And that's where you realize something. You realize that what it is is not a list. It's not a, a checklist that you go through. What it is, it's a complete lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. And what it ha- what happens is when the Holy Spirit comes into you, when you surrender to Christ, that you automatically... The because change happens. The change happens. You <laughs> automatically start loving him because why? He first loved you. Mm-hmm. Right? First John. First John. And what happens is is you start loving him and loving others. You have a heart change. And that desire automatically takes over. So when you're walking, as you're going, what what you're doing, you start looking through life in a different lens, mm-hmm. in a heart-shaped lens of Christ, right? Right. And you start obeying naturally his commandments of love. Yeah. And that's what happens, and that's what it's about. It's not about, if you love me, then check off this list. Yes. No, it, it goes to... And if you love me, do what I've been teaching you this whole time. Do Walk where I'm walking. Right. Follow where I'm leading. That's and, and we get hung up on this word, on the words commandments. We're not thinking of it in terms of we are following a leader. Yeah. And he's already been doing these things. All we have to do is follow what he's doing and we're obeying those commandments. Yeah. So like uh just a couple more and then we can uh, sure. continue on. Because I think these are a couple of important ones. Uh this is almost the same type of thing he was saying right before he died. This is after his resurrection now. He is he's on the shore, he's talking to Peter. He's having this candid conversation yeah. with Peter. And he says, so when they had, I love this. So when they had, di- had dined, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah. You moron. Lo- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lovest thou me? Okay, there's that love thing again. Yeah. Lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. Okay, that's commandment. Right. He saith unto him again the second time. Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. And of course, he does it one more time, right? right. But the point is, he's saying, Look, if you love me, that's great. We can hug later. There's a job to do. <laughs> that's right. We've got things to accomplish. <laughs> yeah. And and <laughs> and so there is. He's wanting activity out us out of us. But he's wanting it, not because it's some what I have to do to get there. Right. It is a response of love. Yes. And 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 so like you know we were talking about servants and all that sort of thing. Anybody could, if I gave you a list of ten things to do, anybody can do those. But only 
someone who who has a relationship, yeah, will make it worthwhile. Right. Will 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 actually do it because they love. Them. Only someone who has a relationship is a trustworthy servant. Yeah. And okay, the last commandment Jesus kind of gave before he took off. The yeah, the uh, great commission. Right. And here we are. On the Great Commission Transmission Transmission. Network. That's right. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Okay, here's that that language. Right. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Hmm. Now, once again, go, teach, baptize, Disciple. Yes. Those are the commands. What is it really? It's loving people. That's right. Don't you want them to have what you have? Yeah. Don't 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 you want other people to experience the love that he has given to us and we give we give that to them? That's the greatest gift you could give anybody. That's right. Because it's the gift that was given to it's us. It's the greatest way you can love anyone. Right. That's beautiful. So um there are tons and tons and tons of verses that back up what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, Romans 13, verses uh, actually 8 and on. Uh, you know, it says, Oh, no man, anything but to love one another. That's all you owe other people yeah. is love. Yeah. And then he says, For love is the fulfilling of the law. Yeah. You know, wh- how, how do you fulfill something? Pay it off. That's right. You fulfill your mortgage. It's paid off. I mean, you fulfill the law. By loving people. Yeah. You don't need a list anymore. You need a heart. You need a relationship. You need, uh, exactly. Yeah. You, you, need, you need a heart for service. You need a relationship with God and a relationship with each other. Yes. And so uh, that it keeps taking us back to this, this commandment number, number one. Yeah. Um, that love has all these benefits tied to it. First uh, Peter 4 and 8. Uh, above all, keep loving one another. Earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. How do you get someone who is sinning out of their sin? Love, love. and teaching them. That's how you cover those right. sins. This is not saying, hey, if you go love somebody, then it's going to wipe out some sins for you. <laughs> That's not. It's about the person you're loving. Right. Um, also, uh, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. Amen. So, in other words, if you if you're hating people, you're going to be screaming and hollering at each other, and offenses are going to get big and big, bigger and bigger and bigger. If you're loving one another, those offenses get covered up and washed away. It just becomes nothing. Yes. So what? You ran into my car. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not the end of the world. You'll right. still get me from here to there. I'm 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 okay. Okay, we're good. I mean, but no, I'm taking you to court. I'm suing you. <laughs> I mean, there's, that's the flip side of it. Um, I want to read, we've been reading the King James Version a lot. Sure. Uh, but I want to read our initial reading, the one that, that, that Michael brought out. I want to read it in the ESV. Yes, because it solves so much. <clears throat> yes, because, okay, in the, in the King James again, it says, If ye love me, keep my commandments. It's almost like an if-then-else statement. Yeah. So it's like, if this happens, then that if, will happen. If-then, yep. Um, but what he says there in the ESV, um, it's closer to what the Greek is, is, is trying to convey. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Yes. The word keep 
in the Greek language is the future active indicative, indicative yep. verb. Okay, now that's grammar garbage for a lot of us. <laughs> it, it's a concrete will happen. It's, that's what it means. Yeah, it, that, it's that, gonna happen. Right. It's the it's the result of the conditional clause. Exactly. So if then this does happen. Exactly. Okay. It's not. It's, there's there's no if and or but about it. This is gonna happen if you love me. So in other words, if you're keeping my commandments, you love me. Yeah. And not only that, but if if you love me, then it's gonna be a natural outcome. You're going to start keeping my commandments. Right. That's what it means. It has nothing to do with keep my commandments where you don't love me. So, so what he's saying there to his disciples is love me for crying out loud. Right. Just love me because that's all I want from you. If you love me, everything's, all of this will happen. Everything's going to follow. You will, you will do what I'm asking you to do if you love me. And if you, uh, if you love me, it will show the world right. who I am. And so that's... the and, and not to mention the fact that this keep also doesn't necessarily mean obey, although it implies, although that is part of it. Sure. What the bigger picture of this word keep is that it, it you grab it and you keep it. Yeah. You put it in your heart. Right. You know, uh, what did um, um, God say through Ezekiel? And was it uh, Ezekiel, is it 11? Where he says... I will take your heart of stone, and I give you a heart, of and flesh. I will give you a heart of flesh, yes. and you will keep my commandments. Yeah. So you will walk in my <laughs> statutes. Well, I think the best the best picture for me of this um, is the one that Christ gives. You know, you don't you don't go out to an apple tree and you see an apple tree. Natural, just going. Oh, I want to be an apple tree and trying its hardest to to push out those apples. Do you? No. Right. It does what comes natural. An apple tree naturally grows apples. If you love God, then naturally you're going to start keeping His command, producing fruit. Right. It's, it's we are simple. what we serve. That's right. Amen. And we, if 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 you are a crotchety old. <laughs> judgmental geezer, yeah. then that's who you see God as. That's right. But if you're loving people and holding people when they're hurting, if you're, if you're going to people who need help, that is an indication of someone who sees God yeah. as someone who ke- who's there for me yeah. when I'm needing help, whenever I'm hurting. And I, I believe a lot of this has to do with realizing how much he's done for you. And that's where, you know, he, we love him because he first loved us. Really, truly, I believe that once you realize what he saved you out of, then you... If you if you can get your wrap, wrap your head around that. Even just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness, the love that pours out of you. Yeah. Because you realize who you are and then who you are mm-hmm. in Christ. And just, Amazing thing. You know, ask, ask God this. Bless me with just a little bit of of the kind of love you have for the lost. <laughs> That's a dangerous prayer because it, it, if that happens, if he answers that prayer, it will change who you are. Yeah, completely, it'll change your life. You won't be after the same things you're after now. Right. Unless you're already there, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well. So, Michael, I don't know if we answered the question. Hopefully. Because I definitely didn't give you a list of 600 and some odd. <laughs> we give you two. Can you handle two? <laughs> love God and love others, man. <laughs> okay. Well, we got a little time left. Do we? Yeah. You want to do? All right. All right.
Theo Trivia. All right. Do you remember where we're even at? Uh, I was winning. <laughs> don't you bring that up in here. <laughs> I don't remember. I Let's see. I did. Uh, yeah, you were on History and Geography. Yes. And I was on. Uh, did I get? I didn't get past names, I don't think. I think I'm still on names. Because I, I think I kept blowing that. Well, I passed the first two. I passed Old Testament and History and Geography. Oh, did you? You're, in, you're on Prophecy? Yeah, I'm on Prophecy. Okay. Well, okay. And you're, you're on names. Okay. So read me the name question. Okay. Who chose for herself a name which means bitter? Naomi. Yes, Naomi. Ding. That's why I walk up to any Naomi and I go, you're bitter. <laughs> All right, anyways, go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, what was the bitter name? Was it Mara that she chose? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Well, here we go. Something like that. I don't get an extra point? No. Okay. You're fired. <laughs> Collect your things. Go. <laughs> okay, you're on Prophecy, right? Yes, I am. In what century BC? Oh, great. <laughs> Do you want me to give you another one? <laughs> I, I'll try it. Uh, okay. <laughs> In what century BC were the prophecies of Zephaniah? Third? Dang it. Seventh. Seventh? Yeah. Ugh. That's hard. I wouldn't got that. Ain't no way. (laughs) (laughs) Can't win for losing. Okay. Letters, numbers, and sequences. In the Old Testament, the Jewish day from sunset to sunrise was divided. No, I'm sorry. From sunset to sunset was divided into how many equal parts? to say three no uh, ah. eight 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 wow yeah that's a lot of different parts where is that in the bible i don't know is there a scripture oh yeah hold on no <laughs> <laughs> there is no scripture there which means i would have had to know jewish culture yeah pretty much which i should be studying anyway yeah sure so, okay sure sure and i should know seventh century <laughs> BC, right? <laughs> BCE. Okay, anyways. Okay. Um, you're on... Oh, yeah. Prophecy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Prophecy. Which book states that the gift of prophecy is more important than that of speaking in tongues? First Corinthians. <laughs> yes! Yes! Uh, Oops, that was a mistake. <laughs> yes, you got that right. Uh, that was not a fair I made it question. past prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Cool. <sighs> All righty then. The Theonauts are part of the Great Commission Transmission Network, using new media and social networking to go into all the world and proclaim good news to everyone. To find out more or to partner with us, visit us at gctnetwork.com. And don't forget also to go check out Theonymous, sign up as a Theo Thursdays, 
prayer warrior at prayer.theonautspodcast.com. Not www. No W's. Okay. Uh, including finding, did you say including? Oh no, you can you can go check out uh, gctnetwork.com to find out more about our shows. <laughs> you can subscribe, go listen to Finding Christ in Cinema. Those are great guys. Yeah, you'll love it. There are several ways to contact us and leave us feedback. We just added one, by the way, prayer.theonauts.com. Send us an email to theonauts at gctnetwork.com. Call us on our voicemail line. 972-885-7270 Listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or your favorite podcast catcher. Don't forget to leave us comments there and rate us. Tweet to us on Twitter using at Theonautical. Like us on Facebook.com at Facebook.com slash Theonauts. Follow us on Instagram at Theonauts and don't forget to tune in again to explore the vast reaches of God's Word with us. Alright. Thanks for being here, Jeremiah. Thank you, David. Alright, God bless. This has been the Theonauts Podcast. Call us with your questions or comments at 972-885-7270. That's 972-885-7270. We'd love to hear from you. You are tuned in to the GCT Network. This is your great commission. This is your great commission transmission. At gctnetwork.com. Transmission. You should get to the point where anyone else would quit, and you're not going to stop there.